This is another five-star production. I got a whole lot of money. Yeah. Bitches yeah. got it for yeah. me. Yeah. Bottle yeah. key popping that yeah. water bed. Yeah. Whole jacket. Yeah. Yeah. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the Tribe Talk Podcast. I am one of your hosts. To the left of me, I got my boy Stats and Research. Yo. Next to him, I got my boy from Parts Unknown, Khalil. What up? And also, last but not least, we have joining us today, uh, man who used to work uh, for a sports team. We have Marcus. Marcus, say what's up to the people. Yo, yo, yo. Okay, so uh, there we go. Uh, you guys will be hearing from Clayton as well uh, in his own way later on. But, guys, let's get started with the show. So, me and Brandon and Marcus last night went to the Heat opener. Uh, we watched the Heat play the Bulls. And we saw some things. So, we're going to get into it. We're going to start with overreactions of the first game for all the NBA games. But, Brandon, take away, because I'm pretty sure you have your first overreaction. You, you should get it off your chest. Well, I went to – I thought I was going to watch the Heat play and enjoy myself. But instead, I went to a funeral. I just uh, went to watch the end of Kyle Lowry's career. Okay, that's how you look at it. As it's over. He's washed. Wow. It's over. It's over. Wow. It's crazy. I was trying to get rid of him last season, and people looked at me like I was crazy. Uh, it, you it, saw, you saw it was something. working there. You, you, sir, Khalil, were right. I was wrong. And Clayton too. Clayton was on the on the boat. He was, he was ready to get rid of uh, Kyle Lowry. And you too. Yes, that's right. Clayton was. You were a big driver of the. Kyle Lowry must leave uh, bus, Clayton. So, shout out <laughs> to you. <laughs> they, they said that uh, <laughs> Kyle Lowry's already in playoff form. I was just like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> it looked rough. I'm not going to lie. It looked like that time I saw Udonis Haslam get, like, destroyed by Lamarck Sargent, and I was like, it's over for him. Yeah, like, we it saw just was never the same. person, too. That it, was felt, it gave me those same type of feels, Khalil. Oh, man. Uh, Marcus, what did you – what were your takes on this since you were sitting there with us? You didn't look too happy either. Man, it it's got to be the wing play, man. Like our wings have to play best. It's game one, so you know, not too concerned yet. But I, I you know, the point guard position too is is, is definitely questionable, and it's going to be questionable all season. And in some amount of time, they're going to have to make a decision on what to do about that. Whether that's changing the lineup up, that we have a wing bringing the ball up, whether it's Tyler or Jimmy, I think that's a good idea either. Or just trade it for another guard. You know, I, I don't want to spare it. But the question is out there. Do you pick up the bot out, Russell Westbrook? Oh, no, 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 no. Come on, no. Let's right out there. You sound crazy. You sound like like we were talking about last night. We, we might talk <laughs> about later your uh, DeMar DeRozan, Carmelo Anthony take. So, wait, you're really trying to tell me you would rather have – Russell Westbrook in a trade. Let's say it was a trade or bought out. You'd rather him on the roster than Kyle Lowry? Yeah, I would do. Tra- well, I was gonna say, well, I was going to say first, trade and buyout are definitely two different things. Like, it depends on what I'm giving up for a Westbrook, but I'd rather have Westbrook right now. Yeah. Y'all would rather have Westbrook. Okay, let's say it was a trade. Let's just say it was a trade, but no first-round pick was involved. I, I think you would have, still have to trade Robinson. Would you trade Duncan and Lowry for Westbrook? No. Yes. Yes, you would. I would. I don't know if I'd do that. Okay. I, I, yeah, I don't even need to, I don't even need to think about that. Eight, yeah. I, I'm getting I'm getting I'm getting eighteen, eight and seven back. Mm-hmm. Somebody that somebody that is his sole job is to drive and kick and we have nothing but shooters, that's better than what we're watching right now, which is coming down the court, standing at the top of the key, not even moving anywhere, either jacking up threes, losing the ball, and then not playing any defense. No. Nah. But do you start Westbrook if he comes down here? Because now you're going to have shooting issues because you put him in the starting lineup. Now you're oh, losing some floor wait, spacing. Kyle, Kyle you, can't, you can't put uh, Westbrook on the bench. That's how he pulled his uh, hamstring last time. You heard what he said in the interview. That was some bull, that was some bull junk. Um, Y'all really? Wow, that's what listen, we're on now? Listen, okay. I, I already told you this, Robert. Okay. There has to be better options, I feel like. There but, might be, but listen, I'm going to tell you right now. I Same thing I told you last night, okay? Yeah, Kyle Lowry, in theory, is supposed to give you floor spacing. 
But at this point, he's just like a much shorter version, a more compact version of Ben Simmons. Okay, you. Shoot. I just want you guys to realize. Damn. I just want you guys to realize this. If you get Russell Westbrook and you're starting him, that means he's finishing games. You're getting you're getting late game Russell Westbrook as well, which is like a catastrophe. That's better than late game Kyle Lowry. Oh my god. Late game Kyle Lowry is something to be something to be. Okay, at least give me a rebound or something. Jesus. Kyle is washed. I'm not denying it. I'm 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 a big Kyle Lowry supporter as all of you know. But come on, man, like Brother, brother man. I'm not. Brother man. Gabe, not Namdi. Gabe was out here looking better than him. I'd rather have Gabe Vincent start. But it was one game. Let's see what he looks like tomorrow. Tomorrow and night he plays. What uh, you mean? Right. One game tomorrow? and the entire playoffs from last season as well. Sir, you saw you saw him limping. He We ain't seen him for two weeks. He said, no, I think he said he's going to play tomorrow in the press conference. It ain't getting better. Uh, he's playing. Uh, I think mm. he's playing. He, he sounded like Manny Diaz in that press conference. He he's said, playing. He said, it was mm. one, he said it was one game. I can only get better from here. <laughs> You're 36 years old and you picked up a quad injury. Okay. And you look washed in game one. Now, in theory, yes, it can't possibly get any worse. Okay. So you're, this is what we're going to do. But that's not how this so works. This is how we're going to decide. Because obviously, I might be the only one on this. Put it on the poll. Follow us. You want me to put it on the poll? Yeah, put on the scorekeeper's uh, poll. Follow us at what? Scorekeeper pod? At scorekeeper's pod, yes. Yes. We're going to put it on the poll. If you'd rather have Kyle Lowry... Or Russell Westbrook right now. I'm pretty sure I might lose that one, but come on, man! Like we're about to watch. We're about to watch freaking uh, Russell Westbrook play later tonight against the Clippers. But you'll already know that because it's today's Friday. Um, but besides that, any other first games reactions that you guys have? Khalil, I'm gonna start with you. Did you have anything from the last two nights that you saw that you were like, mm, not really? Might not look too good or bad. You know, or positively. You, right? What you gonna go with? I got I got a positive one and I got a. Yeah. Just any Four. overreaction. Okay. Um, positive, Pelicans look really, really, really good. See, I was going to say that. I was going to say I, mm. Pelicans, Western Conference Finals. Whoa. It's, it's, okay, I you're mean, Charles Barkley. Okay. It's a one-game overreaction. Yeah, we're doing the overreaction okay. You saw how they okay. s- look, look. Look, they gave it to the Nets. Kyrie out here looking, yep. looking oh, oh, like. Oh, 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 oh. That's, my, that's my other overreaction. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, so do you want to you, – you have time. You have until, you know, until this time next week to hop off the Ben Simmons uh, defensive player of the year wagon, or do you want to stay there? I'm I'm living in it. Oh, I'm living okay. it. It's one game. Okay. Um, they play wow. the Pelicans. I'm not. I don't. You're living in we it? We don't bend. We don't break. Okay? I'm not giving up. There you go. Are you though, sure? Apparently. I'm not back. Huh? There you go. Are you sure? He fouled out in like 20 minutes. He just started. That's Double like down. his first game in like almost like a year and a half. Like, come on now. Like, what we Double down. Thank you. Double not, down. Thank he you, Marcus. Minus, I'm not doing it. He was a minus 26. In those like twenty he minutes, was. he was not prepared. Look, he was he wasn't ready. <laughs> He's like that kid in that fight. I wasn't ready. He was just wasn't ready. Come on now. All right, what's your oh what's your overreaction? Good and bad, Brandon. Well, as I just pointed out, I, the Pelicans Western Conference Final. That's what you have. That, that I mean, they that's looked, what you're okay. They looked fantastic. All right, I got a negative though. Go I ahead. You have a negative. Go ahead with your negative. It was really rough watching Joel Anthony Towns out there on opening night. <laughs> that was tough. Nah. I mean, I mean, I mean, wow, that defense looking like the Dolphins offensive line out there. Can't keep nothing in front of you. <laughs> that was gross. Noah Vonley out here looking like prime Noah Vonley. At, uh, I believe he went to Indiana, right? Yeah. No, Noah Vonley? Yeah. yeah. Looking like college Noah Vonley. Yeah. That was nasty. That, that didn't look too good. Um, Marcus, do you have any uh, overreactions after the first two nights of basketball so far? Yeah, I uh, I got a, I got I got a good and a bad too. Go ahead. Uh, my, my good, and this is also an overreaction too. Um, Trey Young and Dejounte Murray are, might be the best backcourt in the Eastern Conference. Oh my God! All right, all right, come on! All right, hold on. Hold on. They did look good. Yeah, they 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 look good. I'm not I'm not saying it's gonna had like twenty what twenty four ten and five I think and you know Trey yeah Young yeah it. they they both had a double double in points and assists. I'm not saying that it's gonna stick. I'm just saying based on the overreaction, they look really good. Now I know there's a, there's a duo up there they in Cleveland. Good. Yeah, we know we know what we got out in the rest of the Eastern Conference as well, but they look good. Um. The bad take, though, the Lakers are just 
They're a train wreck. That's 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 one of my my reactions. Um, I don't know who in their right mind thought a, a lineup of Lonnie Walker, Kendrick Nunn, and uh, Patrick Beverly with LeBron and AD was gonna get you a dub anywhere. Rob Palenka did. Yeah. I don't know what they're gonna yeah. do. Somebody told me. I mean, even if they make a trade, maybe it gets them like at best, maybe like the seven seed. But they literally look like a playing team at best so far. I don't see it happening, and I think LeBron might chug for the. He might be chugging it for the for the scoring title. That was yeah. I'm not gonna lie, the Lakers were rough to watch that first night too. That was. But by the way, Marcus, I just want to say while you were saying that the uh, the Hawks were looking like the best backcourt in the league, I, I can you let the viewers know if they're not they did not know who they were playing in their first game. You want to <laughs> give them some clarification? Go ahead, just t- t- for the folks. Just, just for for y'all to know who they were playing yesterday. Yeah, well, they were uh, those astronomical numbers. Go ahead. <laughs> the Hawks. They they played a young, up and coming team in the in the Houston Rockets. <laughs> yeah, they played one of the teams tanking. Okay, the only team that <laughs> yeah. I saw take worse than them or do it more, more. Oh, courageously. No, do it first. no, no, not even. Really? You didn't see the Thunder game? You didn't see Pokashevsky? No. The Thunder no. game? Oh, my God. Yo, Kalo, send I'll send it to you. Let me send it to you right now. No, I didn't put it in the chat. We're going to get a lot oh, of action. Did you man. see that video, Marcus? Oh, man. Of the Thunder game? Yes. Did you see did you at oh. the end of that game? Pokashevsky. Yo. I'll send you the video now, too. Kalo, I'm going to send it to you because this, this is just – it's just like a montage. I mean, it was pretty gross. I mean – it, I mean, oh, if, if you just wanted to tank, I mean, literally, just start them every game. You can't lose. And mind you, it was a close game. They could have beat Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, Minnesota let them back. They they let them back in it. They really did. Um, I Minnesota had they they're gonna have some things to figure out. I know they have a lot of a lot of hype, but a lot of talent too. A lot of talent too, but I mean, there's only but so much of a basketball that oh. can go around for them to be able to. To be successful, so that's going to be interesting to watch. Well, I have some breaking news, Khalil. While you watch that video, Khalil looks at uh, all pokers. I'm looking at fucking dollar store Chet Holmgren over here, <laughs> just uh, blowing everything. What am I watching? Jesus, really amazing stuff. What am I watching? He's just out here selling though. That that first in, one in a close that game too. That, that first one close game down by two. <laughs> oh, oh my oh, god! Off what the top of the back. <laughs> That was nasty. What? Uh, what is happening here? Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, that was as uh, I believe Kevin O'Connor was the one who tweeted that. I believe was that right, Kevin O'Connor? Yeah, it was Kevin O'Connor. As he said in his tweet, Alex Pokashevsky uh, coming up big down the stretch for the Thunder in the <laughs> race for Victor Wembanyama. Alex Pokashevsky, tank superstar. Phenomenal stuff. You can't get any better than that. You said you had breaking news. Yes, we do have some breaking news. Um, apparently, this is a problem in the league now because the Detroit Pistons assist- assistant general manager, Rob Murphy, is on leave after the organization com- commenced an investigation into an allegation of workplace misconduct involving a former female employee. Oh. Well, mm. Quick question, Marcus. Since you were one who worked at a, uh, for a team recently, we won't say the team's name, but ha- mm-hmm. does this stuff, how common does this happen? At least from your knowledge. Um, I'll say, you know, I think in any organization that you probably work for, there's always people that probably you'll get a couple or uh, one or two couples probably within the organization. You know, that's the nature of work, right? Like we work with people that we're more prone to seeing and some people see their own family. Um, so I, I think in the sport industry, it's no different than any other company as well. It is interesting. I will say the thing that's interesting about it all is the nature at which these misconducts are becoming made public, rightfully so, in a lot of the women's cases that we've seen in a lot of the sports teams as of late, like the Washington Commanders, for one, um, like the Phoenix Suns as another. But the manner at which they're coming out, especially uh, like we like we had, you know, there's there's debates on the knowledge that was received and from the media and TMZ and et cetera, and, and Ime Adoka's case of how all of this is coming out. So 
you know, it, it's interesting. I think it's something to watch and continue watching. I, I love that y'all are breaking this news on, our, on your podcast and on this platform for people to be able to hear and listen to and like have this kind of conversation because um, it's not black and white. And I don't think any of these topics are, especially when you're having workplace misconduct like this. And, you know, on the team side, you know, it, 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 it's not out of the norm. I would say it's probably not out the norm at all. All right, quick question. Since we didn't have you on the show and we talked about it before, quickly before we get on to uh, some more overreactions, did you feel like the email Doku suspension was justifiable, or you thought it was? Um, you thought they could either done more, or done less. How did you feel about that from a workplace environment standpoint? To be honest with you, I don't really know which side I sit on in terms of like whether it was fair or not because I still feel like we don't have all of the information. It's you watched like the the press conferences, like all of the ways that the, the the quotes and everything were coming out, how they've kind of hushed it since then too. It just seems like a lot of inconsistencies. I also think that like there's information we still probably need to get in order to make that decision. Um, it's very it's strange though. I think the, the strangest part about it, I think, is having a one year suspension but not being terminated from your position. For something that seems so egregious to the organization and then on the flip side of it is like are you waiting for the success or downfall of the organization in order to decide if you want to bring him back or are you just holding him until you can finish the investigation or like what's what's really happening so i don't know i'm highly confused on how they came up to this one year suspension okay well, that that's how a lot of us feel. I mean, he should be back. Brandon did inform me that allegedly one of the reasons why they did not just let him go is because allegedly he might have just took in the Brooklyn Nets job um, if he had got fired and the Nets were willing to fire Steve Nash. So that should be something to consider for um, everyone. But we're going to continue with the overreactions. And, of course, even though Clayton could not be here physically, he, of course, has something to say and give his own take on some overreactions. We got him. We fucking got him. Benjamin David Simmons. No more. I don't want to hear him. No more. Fuck Rusty. Fuck not playing for two years. I saw this man in the gym. The myth himself. Jim Benjamin David Simmons. I don't want to hear any more fucking talk about him for the rest of the fucking season. No more. The Nets, yeah, sure. They're going to win off talent. They'll win off talent, sure. I can give you that. The offensive prowess that is Benjamin, David, Simmons, I cannot agree with you guys. I can't. I can't. He's going to be a good player. He ain't shit. He ain't shit. Two for three, four points, five rebounds, five assists, fouled out of the game in 23 minutes. That's a foul every three minutes. That's what, there's like fucking 48 minutes in a basketball game. He was on the floor for 23 fucking minutes. Had a plus minus of negative 26. I can't. I can't. I can't anymore, guys. I, you, you cannot keep defending this man. I don't care if it's game one. I don't. We've seen this shit in the past. In the past, what are you going to do? Oh, Ben Simmons has the ball at the top of the key. He, they throw a pick and roll. What are you going to do? Go over him? Because he can shoot? No. He can't shoot. What do you do? You drop to the floor and he makes a pass. That's it. That's it. I can't with this Ben Simmons shit anymore, bro. I can't. He's fucking ass. I saw him and Nick Claxton on the floor together. Kevin Durant didn't know what fucking spacing looked like. Because there were none. There's no spacing on the floor to become when Ben Simmons is on the fucking floor. And that's it. That's it. I'm over the Ben Simmons talk. I'm over it. Okay, so... I'm not gonna hold. I'm, I'm standing. So I'm standing sorry. with my my Ben Simmons take. I'm not giving up. I don't care. I'm so sorry, Robert. I I, I think double down. Me, double down. Thank you. From now on, I don't think Clayton should record the podcast. Calling in in his car. <laughs> oh, <just like laughs> he's, at home. he's just doing heat checks every episode. I mean, he sounds. I think it's great. 
the sound of it sounds like you know he's like that the uh, uh what's his name on the Bomani Jones show Mike Hitman DJ Mike Hitman <laughs> Mike he sound yep. like he like got that DJ Mike Hitman vibe he out here just ranting I love it Clayton when you listen to this tomorrow you're banned from recording the podcast with us you record from now on calling in in your car okay well before we move on since this is Friday when you are listening to this that means tonight's game uh the Heat. Um, at home against the Celtics, do you see Kyle Lowry having a bounce back? They can't get any worse. I hope so. You see the Heat winning. Do you got Bam doing a little bit better as well? I will Bam will play better. I'm not worried about that. It, it's it's. I mean, like, come on, bro. That was rough. Okay, Kalu. Did Yadonis Haslam look better after Lamarcus Aldridge put him on the cross? No, okay. it was over. It was Kalu, how you got? How you feel about tomorrow night's uh, tonight's game? Um, I think we're gonna lose tonight's game also. So you got him starting knowing too? Yeah. Okay. Both at home. Which, that's nothing to panic about, obviously, but I don't think they're going to win this next game either. Okay. Marcus, how you feel about tonight? Heat Celtics. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I got them 0-2, too. Damn. Um, okay. I, think, I, I think we'll also see something similar from Kyle Lowry. He, look, he's going up against Malcolm Brogdon, too. Um, oh, that's yeah. not going to help him any, any, in any scenario. Between Malcolm Brogdon and Marcus Smart um, and the dudes coming off the bench don't like Grant Williams. Don't you say Derek White? I would never. Okay. I would never. Thank you. Okay. But yeah, I just I I don't I don't see it. I don't see it. I mean, if we had if Oladipo was playing, I might feel different. He's not playing, either. but he's not. I know. Now that's my boy right there. Oladipo he's got a depot fam. Yes, sir. Even though he's like he's hurt, he just stay yes, hurt. Sir. Yes, sir. Maryland boy, DMV zone. Oh, okay. Oh, got to right, represent. All right, all right. this is just Marcus like Monday in Oklahoma. Marcus from Virginia. <laughs> He is from Virginia. All right. Same, same as my boy Markel, but we ain't going to talk about that because my other hot take Whoa. was that Markel was going to have a better career than Ben Simmons, but we can talk about that another day. I mean, no, no, don't you, you do think. it. Don't you do it. I mean, don't still you time, do it. There's still, there's still time. time. All right. Still look, time. That's quiet. All right. We're going to move on real quickly. All right. There's no need for all that. Um, Bo. I want to appreciate. What's up, big guy? I'm doing good, man. I want to thank you so much for joining us, even though you do not know any of us. Um, <laughs> That's fine. I appreciate y'all having me on. No problem, man. So I wanted to uh, uh, the other day, probably what my three weeks ago now, Marcus, uh, maybe more a month ago. Yep. Uh, we was watching that uh, FAMU uh, North Carolina game, and uh, I was really fascinated by HBCU football. Um, I don't watch it. The only time I've ever seen an HBCU team play is if they play Miami. Um, so I don't really know anything about it. But my understanding is that it has a very vibrant uh, culture and a lot of, and like the alumni, um, they really care about it. So I wanted to personally learn more about it. Um, I talked to Marcus about it, but he said, Bo, that you are alumni of an HBCU, am I correct? Yeah, I'm two HBCUs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, talk, your, talk your talk, bro. Talk your talk. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I really just wanted to kind of have a conversation and kind of learn more, and, and maybe you can convince me to sit down and watch some uh, HBCU football. Maybe you can convince some of the others, too. Um, so my, uh, my first question would be, just kind of tell us what what makes HBCU football special or different from, you know, your your standard Power Five uh, football. Well, to first to start off, I think that's the problem that most people have. They're trying to compare HBCUs to Power Five. Power Five have budget out the wazoo, like you said, Miami budget is going to always be. Twenty times more than even the highest HBCU budget, but I think it's fair to compare HBCUs to other PWIs that are FCS schools, or even other PWIs that are not in a Power Five that are the mid-major PWIs. So I think we're we're being kind of compared unfairly. Nobody compares Kennesaw State to the University of Georgia, but they compare. Sam used to Fort State because they're right next to each other, but it's not the same. If you get what I'm saying, but the the vibe is it's, it's unmatched, man. It's like 
a family reunion almost, you know. The vibe is unmatched. The band, of course, I know everybody talks about the band. That's the atmosphere. Um, stadium isn't as big, so you're uptight. You can, you're very close to each other. 20,000, 30,000 probably. Jackson State has the biggest stadium, but it's not even theirs. That one is about 60,000. Uh, every other school is going to have 30,000 is going to be the most. So it's very, very tight. The tailgating is fun. It's, your, it's just your peers. It's people that look like you, sound like you, act like you. Um, and everybody having a good time. There's no drama. It's black people that know how to act, you know. It's nothing you have to worry about. It's it's something that you have to experience on a, a HBCU campus. Going to a game when Miami played North Carolina, I mean, North Carolina plays um, FAMU, it won't be the same. You have to go see FAMU versus Bethune-Cookman or Grambling versus Southern, all form versus Jackson State, Jackson State versus Southern, and you'll leave like a different person. Okay. That, I'm not going to – I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if you – if you seen last year, Jackson State, you know, Jackson State is very popular right now due to Coach Prom. Um, I don't know if you noticed, he called out, like, all the the PWI um, mm-hmm. fan bases when Jackson State was the only school still playing in a championship in the state of Mississippi because last year Mississippi State didn't make a bowl or they everybody was off. Southern Miss, it was, Jackson State was the only – was the only school in Mississippi playing that week, and it was the championship. And this one white man actually went to the game, and he had one hell of a time. He was he ended up being on the news because oh. he he went to the game. People took care of him. You could walk up to anybody tailgate. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen um, what's the movie Tupac and Janet Jackson? Poetic um, justice. Poetic justice. You know, yep. when they walk up to the president, cousin. <laughs> you could literally walk up to anybody's tailgate. The Southern hospitality is gonna be amazing. They're gonna take care of you. That dude left the game left left the left the um stadium with a Jackson State hat, shirt. He ate good, drank good, didn't probably spend a dollar. Wow. I'm well, I'm not gonna lie to you, that does sound fantastic. Um Marcus, we uh we might have to make that happen sometime. Uh, hey man, we could take that drive. We can take that drive whenever. And Marcus know the right people. Marcus know fam. You people, he know traveling people. Marcus know people now. Yes, that I do know. I do know Mar- Marcus know everybody. He was telling me all the people he know. He uh, he knew the ticket uh, somebody ticket office. And he, he's he's well connected. Yes, hey man, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, I uh, you, you mentioned um, uh. Coach Prime, uh, Deion Sanders. Um, there's a lot of uh, controversy around him and uh, HBCU football. Um, I, you know, I have my own opinion. We all have our own opinion. But um, I wanted to hear uh, your opinion. You being somebody who you know went to an HBCU, you, you know, you follow HBCU football, and, and you know you're you're within that culture. Uh, what is your opinion of of Coach Prime? What you know is he good for HBCU? Bad? Little of both? Indifferent? You know, what what do you? Um, I got a little bit of mixed feelings. I think he's great for HBCU. First off, um, I guess maybe I would say I'm a little young. I'm 27 years old, so I I didn't get to see Prime. I was a baby when Prime was you know pretty much ended his career, and um. From like talking to my dad, and I think Prime is an asshole to be quite frank. Yeah, yeah. Um, but everybody excuse is that's Prime. That's that. That's who he always been, you know. And but I feel like that doesn't make it right in a sense. So oh, yeah. I think he's doing great things for the conference. He's definitely doing great things for Jackson State, and which he should. The whole this all this pressure shouldn't be on him to do everything for HBCU football. But it's kind of been thrown. It's been thrown at him, and he's taking it pretty well. I just don't like. Sometimes he says he's trying to uplift HBCUs and uplift the culture, and then he'll hit you with a backhand slap, like in the next sentence, and say, "Oh, we're playing down to the HBCU level." Well, what are you? You're an HBCU. Like, how does that uplift the conference? 
Yeah. Like, and a lot of people let him get away with it because he's prime and because he's doing so much for Jackson State and the slack is kind of benefiting from it as well. But I just feel like, you know, just because you're doing something, that don't give you the right to belittle anyone. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love I love that y'all have this question because, and Bo knows, we, we talk about this a lot. You know, our friend group, most of which, you know, go to HBCUs, right? Like, we, we got chats talking about these things all the time. Um, I agree with the point that Bo's saying, you know, Prime, at the end of the day, he is bringing a lot of recognition to HBCUs, and it should not be shouldered on him. And it's on a lot of the HBCUs, the conferences, um, the people, really, the people to, to uplift themselves and empower themselves and empower one another as well to say, hey, look, like, we we can do this too, you know? Like, you know, Bo, he's not going to tell you, man, he's proud alum of both of his HBCUs, you know? He's not going to show it all right right now, right this second, but, you I know, love he, both. he loves them both. And, and that's the pride and joy of, of you know, going to the school and – you know, I, I have a little bit of bias towards it because, you know, my dad went to Jackson State, so he's high on prime, right? Like, he, he watched him when he played. He's got him as a coach now. He remembers all the times that Jackson State was terrible. I remember times that I would sit there on front of the TV with my dad watching Jackson State get obliterated by PWIs. And it's part of it. It's part of the punches that you have to take for funding, for recognition, for acknowledgement, for the fact that, like, hey, we're trying to get somewhere else or get the exposure or recognition that, you know, you don't necessarily get at the HBCU level because people try to put you on the same platform as all of these other universities that it doesn't make sense, like Bo was saying. But the greatest thing that's come from all of this right now is the fact that we can have this conversation right now. Is the fact yeah. that we can sit up here and say, what do we think about all of these schools? What do we think about Prime? What do we think about Alabama State? What do we think about, you know, all of the universities that now we're having talking points to now that we're seeing all of the time in the forefront of a lot of the sport industry, in the sport, you know, world and broadcast right now? I do think it's great. Um, one thing I'll say, I'm afraid if Prime leaves tomorrow, it'll all go away. So mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't know. It's a little weird, man. I, I do know I feel like us as black people, as a race, ethnicity, when George Floyd got killed, I feel like black people found themselves again, kind of. I feel like some people started wanting to be closer to their culture, be closer, college coaches, colleges in general. You saw who our allies were. You saw who wasn't our allies. But I do feel like when George Floyd was murdered that day, um, it, it woke us up as a as a as a as a race, and I like Prime said in the sixty minutes. You know that kind of made him wanna actually go to an HBCU because like why not do it for your people? So the thing is, Prime is one of one. Nobody can duplicate Dion Prime Time standards. So and you know when people say, "Oh, we've been having why don't these conversations are just now happening?" These conversations been happening. We just didn't have the power and the voice. Nobody wanted to listen to it. But now, because of prom, now the respect that he has, baseball, World Series, NFL, Super Bowl champion, now that he's speaking on it and the guy's been on Gillette commercials, Subway commercials, commercials out, the, out you know, yonder, now people are listening. But people been begging people for money. Our university has been asking for donations and for donors, and also the average black income household is like what six times less than the average Caucasian um, income household. So it's unfortunate that our families and people that go to HBCUs can't always donate. Like, say, mm-hmm. person that went to Miami, you know. That's, uh, we can't donate because most of our people are living paycheck to paycheck, and it comes from slavery. If we just want to be honest, they're still four hundred years ahead of us. And when mom and dad die, they leave them a house or they leave them a business. Most of the time, when black people parents die, they leave them debt. Yeah, respects. That's fair. and that's being one percent mm-hmm. honest. So we can't. I I don't I don't be mad at at alums that don't donate. I've just started donating recently. But I understand everybody can't afford to donate. Yeah. And mm-hmm. 
back in the day, like Miami, I know you mentioned Miami early, Uncle Luke was giving to Miami. Why Uncle Luke didn't give to, to FAMU? That's, we always yeah. want the acceptance of our white counterparts, but like we never took care of our own. If we want to be honest, segregation was one of the worst things that happened in the black dollar because white people don't come spend their dollar with us, but we'll go spend it with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When the black grocery stores and the black black markets and everything, they went out of business because our own people left because we thought the white product was better. But the white person never came and spent their dollar with us. And to this day, you know, I'm and I'm I'm guilty. I'll go buy a pair of Gucci before I'll support a black owned shoe business. You, you ain't got mm-hmm. no pair of FUBUs? That's what I'm hearing for us by us? No. <laughs> I don't have no for us by us. Uh, those are, uh, I think you hit it right on the head there. Um, I, I do uh, want to ask you another question, uh, since we're uh, sticking on Deion Sanders. Uh, recently, he had his uh, little uh, kerfuffle with, uh, was it, uh, was it Eddie? Eddie Robinson. Eddie Robinson. Eddie Robinson. Uh, in which Eddie uh, Robinson. No affiliation to Grandma, by the way. He proclaimed <laughs> he ain't swack. Um, yeah, he, I, no, I, I'm just saying, Eddie Robinson Jr. isn't affiliated with the GOAT Eddie Robinson. That was the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Nope. Yes. Yes. Um, what What are your What were your thoughts on um, on that uh, little dust up they had? Uh, because I uh, we we talked about it on the podcast on our Sunday show. I believe it was a couple weeks ago that happened. Now, right? Um, we about two weeks ago. Now. Two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we honestly we just thought it was hilarious. And, you know, we kind of joked and laughed about it. Um, I said, he ain't swag. Put that on a T-shirt. Um, by the way, if that T-shirt does exist and both, either one of you know about it, please let me know. Um, yeah, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Um, <laughs> um, but, um, but uh, yeah, what, what were uh, both Marcus or, or uh, Bo, what, what were your uh, thoughts on that? If you want to go first, Marcus? <laughs> I knew you was going to deflect this one to me. That's funny. Well, look, I'll go. Um, I feel like I wholeheartedly agree with everything that Eddie Robinson Jr. said besides him saying that prime wasn't swag. That was the only issue I did have with him saying, with that whole rant. I mean, let's be honest. Coaches, this is not the first coach I ever ran in a post-game conference. It's also not mm-hmm. the first time coaches didn't get along at a handshake neither. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe everything he said in that post-game press was he was he was um, I wholeheartedly agree, and I feel like other coaches may have wanted to say that, but didn't have the courage to because it's prime and prime is the everybody's looking at him as the savior, and I'm just like call a spade a spade, you know. He the the whole week headed up to this game, prime. You know, kind of belittled Alabama State the whole time. Belittled, it was their homecoming. Belittled them, told them that they was doing X, Y, and Z, and oh, it's a money game, and you know, just belittling. I feel like Prime is good at belittling people to uplift themselves sometimes. Which I feel like if you're trying to uplift the whole conference, some stuff is better unsaid than said. And he just feel like, and he's so everything is for the cameras as well. Yeah. So he has cameras everywhere. He talks his crap. He posts it. He gets millions of plugs, millions of views. You know, so this coach didn't take. You know, he wasn't. He wasn't. He didn't like it, and he said he shook his hand. And everybody, that's all you have to do. I don't gotta hug you. Like I show sportsmanship by hug, by shaking your hand. That was that. You know, yeah. I mean, he said he didn't want to get a man Obama bro hood. So yeah. his words is that. <laughs> yeah. and, and um, I feel that like if I don't like you or if I I'm you know, I shook your hand. I showed sportsmanship. Let it be. But Tom, you can't talk crap about somebody all week and then just be like, oh, well, shake my hand or give me a hug. And I know, then Prime and Jackson they start posting him 
hug Chip Kelly from UCLA when UCLA beat him like 45 to 7 and was like, well, if you hugged him after the game, well, Chip Kelly wasn't in the, in the media all week talking about him crazy or talking about his school. Yeah. Chip Kelly didn't try to run a hitch and go with 40 seconds left and the game was over. Like, it's always two sides to the story. And prom, like, it was a lot of reasons why he shook his hand and hugged him. Chip Kelly came and talked to him before the game. He said Prime didn't talk to him before the game. I guess Prime said they were late, but he had enough time to walk around their circle. He had enough time to walk through their pregame drills. Mm-hmm. If he was so late, you know, yeah. you could have stopped to talk to the coach. So I feel like Prime get Prime get away with a little 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 BS. He do. Due I... to the fact that he's he's doing so well. I... But I do think he's doing well. I just think he'd be on some BS. No, for sure. <laughs> I uh, I, well, I say it all the time, Robert, you know, Khalil, I've said it all the time. I think I'm pretty sure I've said this on the podcast before as well. Um, Deion Sanders cares about one thing, Deion Sanders. So that's just. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Deion Sanders, he only cares about one thing, and that's Deion Sanders. Uh, Fact. So, Thank you. You get it. Yeah. And that's really, you know, <laughs> like. That's just that kind of sums up my feelings on Deion Sanders at Jackson State. Really, um, I think just that one sentence personally covers uh, how I feel about it. Um, uh, Marcus, did you have uh, did you have any uh, any thoughts on it you wanted to add? No, I think both summed it up for the most part. I mean, other I mean, the only thing I'd say is you know, and I and, and Bo knows I've been saying this all the time. Deion's Deion. I mean, that just is what it is. And we're gonna take the good with the bad. Yeah, that's. Actually... I think I, I think both summed up, you know, all of the points, and I think he hit all of the points as a whole. Um, you know, you can't you can't, you can't sit up there and talk trash all week and expect not to to get some type of a reaction back. You know, there's only but so much disrespect somebody's gonna take. Um, and frankly, I thought that the reaction was a little bit better than what it could have been. Yeah, um, yeah, it sounded like, at least in the post-game press conference, it really sounded like he wanted to put hands on Dion. I mean, yeah. one thing, I, was, I he didn't have to put his hand on his chest. We all work in corporate America, and I think we know how to shake somebody's hand without letting them get close to us. I feel like he could have, you know how you stiff arm him a little bit? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Dion was trying to close in that gap. He, he's, he's getting there quick, you know what I'm saying? You got you to pull a little shimmy. Gotta... <laughs> he, he had to put his hand up. I, I wish he didn't do that, but, I mean, at some point, it's all publicity, good publicity. Right. Yeah. And the, the slack was on first take, undisputed. Yeah. The news, ESPN. Yep. You know, so I guess it was more odds, and it's not like I was saying it's not the first time coaches have had a engagement at midfield <laughs> before. Yeah, right. For sure, for sure. Um, Robert, uh, Khalil, do you have any any questions? Anything you want to ask them? No, I don't have any questions. But I thought the conversation was pretty dope. I learned um, a lot of a lot about how you know um, HBU, uh, HBCU football is really important and. Uh, influential in the black community because I haven't been close to that. You know, the schools I, I went to weren't that, that they didn't have that type of culture. So I think it is important for it to be highlighted. So I thought it was a cool conversation. All right. So quick question for y'all before, before we end this conversation. My sister did go to FAMU. So and my uh, middle school band teacher went to FAMU. So I have a little bit of allegiance to FAMU's um, band. But I just want to ask y'all, who got the best band out of all the HBCUs? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I feel like they used to have a crown. I heard it was, it was slipping a little bit. Cause, you know, they had some some stuff going on there, some personal things. We don't that we don't have to discuss. But who who got the crown right now? Uh, Ooh. I would probably say Jackson State. <laughs> yeah, Jackson State is my favorite band since yes. I've been in the South. Um, I like Jackson State, Southern Grambling. All foreign. I'm a little biased to all foreign, but I think Jackson State probably has the best band in Southern. And yeah, Sam, you was nice always too, though. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, one thing I would like to say, I want to put this in you guys' ear. 
if you can imagine if our top players as of a Travis Hunter did go to HBCU, you know, and somebody made a sacrifice like him to not go to a PWI and not have the best facility, do you guys think that the dollar will follow if our top players came back home as like a Walter Payton, a Steve McNair, a Jerry Rice? when they weren't allowed to go to those schools, you know? I uh, I mm-hmm. think that's an interesting question. I think that's one of those where you kind of, it's kind of like, well, that's kind of got to happen to really, to really, really know, you know, um, just because these. Personally, uh, go ahead. it will work better basketball because basketball players are one and done. Yeah. Because yep. if, if, if they're one and done, you, and literally, they're not even one and done. They're semester and done. Yeah. They don't. They don't even go to class that second semester because they know they're not coming back. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Like, that I I do think it would work better in basketball. Um, I just think football, especially you see it in now in basketball. Like basketball, traditionally the powers have been Duke, Kansas, changing too. Um, you know, North Carolina schools like that. And not that those schools still aren't good, like they are, but like you've seen recently, Texas Tech made a, I think they made the the national championship game a couple years ago. Um, Baylor, like there are a lot of different schools popping up uh, with good teams and making runs. And, and, you know, they're just a a lot of the top players in general, even, you know, yes, now you got overtime league and and the uh, G League Ignite as as options, but even the ones that choose to to stay in college, you know they're not necessarily like locks to go to Kentucky or or Duke. So I I do think uh, basketball is a little more open. So I think it would work better in basketball. Football just seems to be uh, almost like the NFL. You know, like there's just you know you can have XFL or USFL, all these different leagues, whatever that pop up. But it's just there's just no challenging the N the NFL. Um, shaking that status quo would be awfully tough. Um, uh, Khalil, you had you had anything you wanted to add on that? No, I think you hit the the nail on the uh, the nail on the head there. Um, I don't think I have anything else to add. Well, I just want to say I appreciate the conversation, uh, Bo, coming on. Uh, you were fantastic. Yeah, like Khalil said I learned a lot. I personally, Marcus, I do mean that. Um, I would I would love to experience that sometime, uh, Bo. Uh, you know, if, if you're For able sure. to join us, I think I think I would have a good time. Robert Khalil, I don't know if you would be down to to join uh join a trip like that. Um but uh we're gonna discuss uh, we have NFL picks next. Uh, yeah. game picks. Uh Bo, I appreciate you guys having us on. Yeah. All right. Uh if you're appreciate welcome, y'all, welcome to stay. Bo, we're gonna go over quickly some college. We got three games of college football. Um Unfortunately, Power Five football uh, for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> I gotta go run and pick up this food, man. <laughs> okay, no problem. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, you're welcome to come on the podcast anytime you want. Uh, you can just hit up Marcus, let us know, and uh, we're gladly to make that happen. Uh, Marcus, if you need to go yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, I'm about to run too. All right, I appreciate the both of you. Yeah, for appreciate y'all. Us. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Appreciate y'all, boys, man. No problem. All right, man. Thank y'all for having me. Have a good one. All right. Yep. All right. All right. So, we got to do NFL picks before we wrap this up. Uh, We're going to start. I said NFL picks. Football picks. Football picks for the weekend. We in week what? Week seven for both leagues? Um, I no, think so. We're yeah. in week. Well, technically week. I really don't count that first week of college football. It was. No, there was nothing. It was, yeah. They call it week zero. Um, technically right now they're saying it's weeks, week eight, but it's really week seven. All right. So the first game that we have, what was the first game that we picked? The first game that we have is Syracuse at Clemson. The line is Clemson minus 13.5 and a half. Khalil, I'm going to start with you. Who you got? Ah, man. Syracuse has been playing really well recently, too. Um, they going to be upset. It's a 12 o'clock game, though. Where are they playing? Where are they playing? Playing Clemson. at Clemson, but it's a 12 Clemson. o'clock game. Death Valley. Uh, no, I'm taking High Clemson. Noon. You're taking Clemson. I think Clemson gets the job done. Although, I don't think it's going to be um, uh, 13 and a half. You don't, they went by two touchdowns? No, I don't think so. So they don't cover. No, okay. they don't cover. Um, I agree with Khalil. Uh, Syracuse, I've actually watched 
like three or four of their games. Um, they're a pretty good team. They play well. Um, I don't think they beat Clemson. Uh, Clemson, that defense particularly, is is still very good. Um, I think Clemson wins, mm. but I think they, they just miss covering. I think they win by 13. Okay. Um, I got Clemson as well. I'm really high on their, their offense this year. I think they kind of finally fixed up the offense because last year their offense was a little a little shaky. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with Clemson. All right, so let's move on to the next game. After that, we got uh, – what was the second game? Oh, here we go. We have Oklahoma State at home against number 20, Texas. It's a 3.30 game. It's the middle of the afternoon game. It is at Oklahoma State. The line is Texas minus six and a half. Uh, Brandon, who you got? Texas is back. Oh, my God. That's all I'm going to hear all year. Uh, uh, one week only? For real, though. For one week only. They're back. So you got them beating Oklahoma State? They beat Oklahoma State and they cover. Oh, okay. Cool. Not only do I agree, um, I think Texas is going to win. I think they're going to cover. But I'm taking them by at least two touchdowns. Texas by two touchdowns? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm – not Oklahoma so State's at home. I'm not going for it. Not I so like fast. I like Oklahoma State this year. You really? said not yeah, so fast. Yeah, not okay. so fast. So I'm going to go Oklahoma State. I think it'll be a close one. I think it'll be a one-position game. But I think Oklahoma State will, will finish it out. Okay. All right. And so let's get to the last pick for college football. Uh, like a man that is near and dear to my heart. Chip Kelly's UCLA, number nine in the country, at Oregon, number 10. Oh, so there'll be a crowd. <laughs> oh, okay, so in front of people. So okay. UCLA is not playing in front hey, of Hey, 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 it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They win. That's all that matters, okay? The, they're undefeated. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. the line is Oregon at six points. Um, I'm going to say I got UCLA. Y'all know I love Chip Kelly. Good, bad, or indifferent. So I'm riding with UCLA. Not so fast. Oregon, big. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Oregon too. Not necessarily big pause, but um, uh, I'm taking Oregon to win. No, any reason, Braden, why you got them going big? Because it was a perfectly Corso line. No, I'm kidding. I, Oregon's a good team. They're a good team this year. Um, they've been playing good football. Outside of getting smacked by Georgia, um, they bounced back really well. Um, UCLA, they, UCLA has actually been quite a bit of a surprise. I, I did not think they would be I, I mean forget undefeated I, I didn't think they'd be I think they were looking I thought six and six seven and five mm. um Chip Kelly effect baby but uh relax um but yeah I I got Oregon by three scores okay all right so let's move on to the NFL this week <sighs> the you know the bye week time of the year when teams start going on bye week it's kind of like that little dead time in the season before you get to like the end of November gets a little rough um but this week, week seven, the first game we're going to give you is Browns at Ravens, Baltimore favorite at six and a half points. I'm going with Baltimore. Wait, the Ravens are at home? The Ravens are at home. I'm going Baltimore. I think Baltimore at some point has to get together. Do I like uh, Lamar Jackson going against Miles Garrett? Mm, not really. But do I really like Jacoby Brissett? Nah. They lost five. They've lost five of their last six at home, I believe, the Ravens. Uh, I mean, but those were winnable games. I think at some point Baltimore gets it around. I, I'm I'm still rolling with Lamar. Uh, I don't think Lamar Jackson's necessarily the problem. I know, but I think he'll damn defense. They have like I told you, I told you I believe two weeks ago on this podcast, they have the worst secondary in the league. But they're supposed to be getting healthier, but it's just it has nothing to do with health, sir. Their secondary is just not good. And Marcus Peters has probably been the worst of the bunch. No, he he's on the he's on the uh, the highlight reel way too many times for every week. <laughs> way every too many week. times. Um, and then I'm not gonna lie to you; it hasn't been great ever since um, that that video of Marlon Humphrey being mic'd up at that Dolphins game. Wolf. Yeah, that was that was a rough time. Hasn't um, been good, bro. How did we? Yeah, we got this. We're doing it. No, it's okay. It's okay. We get back. How the hell did this happen? Hello, who I'm you taking, got? Uh, I'm, t I'm I'm with you, Robert. I'm gonna take the Ravens. I think they get, uh, this is gonna be their bounce back game. They can get back on track. There you go. All right, let's move on to the second game. Brandon, who you got? Seahawks at Sandy, uh, L.A. See, I always think I still look at them as at San Diego LA. Chargers. Uh, another at LA. The line is yeah. The line is so Chargers another five game five being points. Played in front of thirty people. All right. Uh, people got things to do in in L.A., bro. Mm -hmm. In California, they got things to do. Yeah, 
like like down here. Ain't not, you know. Yeah, everybody want to go play over there though. That's fine. Uh, they want to live over there. The okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm not talking about the players. I'm not talking about the players. I'm talking about the owners. Oh. They want to go move their teams to LA. But okay. The uh, money. Pac-12 out here want that LA market. But uh, that, uh not Pac-12. Uh, the uh, Big Ten. Um. Uh, anyway. Um. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. Gino has been playing really well. I don't know if any of you have actually gotten a chance to like watch maybe like a YouTube video or or any of these ESPN shows like that have actually broken down Gino's performances. But Gino has been like On dealing, fire. like killing mm-hmm. it. Like he is picking teams apart. Um, and I think I look, I um the Chargers they last played Monday night against the Broncos. Um, that was not good. Woof. That was not good. I, I'm still at awe in how Justin Herbert threw the ball 57 times and couldn't eclipse 250 yards. Oh, but wait. I'm sorry. What? Oh, you didn't know that? I did not know that. He threw the ball 57 times in that Monday night football game, and I believe his his total was like th- 238 yards passing, I believe. Jesus. Wouldn't even look at Michael Williams. It was disgusting. Um, or Mike Williams. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, But um, – yeah, the Chargers have a lot of issues. That defense wasn't good. Uh, Russell Wilson picked apart uh, on that, that first touchdown, caught Derwin James and J.C. Jackson, the two best players in their secondary, on a nasty coverage bus. Um, I think the Seahawks win this game. Okay. Um, Kalu? It's all about, you know, baby, you already know what time it is. <laughs> Seahawks going to win. And plus, you know, I got I got a point to prove with the whole Justin Herbert experiment. Oh, okay. So. All right. Well, I would root against him, but I'm tired of rooting against him. But anyway, I might do it because I don't want to reverse jinx him. So I'm going with the Chargers. Good, thank you. Yeah, appreciate you. All right. Um, last game, and I'm just I'm promising you Monday because I know you're listening. To this this was not on purpose. It's just a rough week in the NFL. Oh yeah. On um, prime time, Sunday there, nights baby. in the bright lights at Hard Rock Stadium, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Terrible tiles versus no, just terrible. <laughs> ah yes. Uh, can't win every year. We got the t- the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Miami Dolphins, who are finally looking to snap their three-game losing streak. The Dolphins are favored right now at seven points. Khalil, who do you have? Two and save us. What you think? Who do you? Who do I have? Are you crazy? <laughs> I like I said, I'm gonna be there anyway. I'm taking the Dolphins. You already know what time it is. He wouldn't be there if he would if he didn't feel good about it. Like and, last and week. And I think I think I think two is gonna have a monstrous comeback game. Um. Well, Terrell, on today, it looks like he's going to play. He's practicing. He's practicing oh, for the first time oh, we're all year. Business, baby. Two, two is throwing at least four touchdowns. Oh, all right, all right. I hope so because he's my Look starting it. quarterback for this bye week. So uh, and I hope I hope Minka sees the whole thing. All, all, right. all of it. Okay. Brandon, go ahead. Um, I have the Dolphins as well, but I, I'm sorry. Somebody needs to explain concussion protocol to me because Teddy Bridgewater, who did not have a concussion, could not practice until Friday last week. Mm-hmm. However, Kenny Pickett, who, who did have a concussion, left the game and was diagnosed with a concussion, has somehow practiced all week. Um, so maybe he's just ahead of schedule. Maybe we need to look. Whoever the hell is in charge of NFL protocols in the NFL, you are welcome to come on this podcast and explain to me these rules. Um, but yes, Dolphins. It's I, it just feels like they're legitimately just making it up on the fly. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, they're uh, not. I'm not. Yeah, I just don't really know what to say about that. Um, um, I still I think the Dolphins won this game. I'm only concerned because Pittsburgh has receivers now. They have to get the receivers the ball, but the secondary for the Dolphins is a little is definitely very shaky right now, especially yeah. with uh Nick Needham out and Byron uh Byron Jones ain't came back yet. Xavier Howard obviously is not 100. percent He has like I think he only has like he has no picks yet this year. Only one. No, the Dolphins defense as a whole only has one pick. It was the Javon Howard Don't, pick. Yeah, but usually a lot of the Dolphins turnovers come from Xavier Howard, as we know. Yeah. Um, so. To be fair, though, I'll but be honest with you. In watching the games, I have they they don't re- aside from. I think the Patriots actually threw at him quite a couple a bit. of times. Yeah, they threw at him quite a bit. For the most part, I haven't really that seen that. Or if it's like a legitimate blown coverage, then they'll they'll go his way. But other than that, they're not really even throwing yeah. his way. But there's so they have a lot of receivers. I mean, George Pickens. You know how I feel about George Pickens. And even though Deontay Johnson can't catch the ball sometimes, um, he so Pickett, um, he he's probably he practiced this week. So he's he's, 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 he's okay, practiced. So he's he practiced so. in full today. He's he's fine. 
Okay. So I um, mean, I still got Dolphins, but I think it'll be. I think it might be a little bit closer. It might be. A, I don't think it'll be a shootout per se, but I think the Dolphins will have to keep scoring Dolphins, a little bit. I believe possibly could be a little light on that defensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, Ogba hasn't practiced yet this week, though. He didn't practice last week though, and he still played. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, We're at that point of the year where like you just don't practice because you're hurt, but you but when it's Sunday. If you're play. feeling decent, you show up and play. So. And he played, he played well last week for not practicing, so maybe that might be the thing that does it. Get time off. All right. That is all of the picks that we have this week. We're going to wrap up the show now, of course, with your favorite segment. Final thoughts. Khalil, take it away. Um, I have to look it up because I forgot where the fuck they're driving at. Oh, they're driving in Texas. Austin, yes. right? Formal, yeah, in uh, Austin, Texas. Formula One is back, and I heard that apparently if um, Max Verstappen um, and um, Sergio Perez either take one and two, like respectively, without either way, whatever way, uh, order, uh, we win the drivers' championship. I mean the uh, manufacturers' championship. So there's a lot of li- on the line there, and I think we still win it too, even if um, like Ferrari doesn't place like fourth or fifth or like top fifth, uh, top five in that race or whatever. So um, I will be watching that, rooting for them. Uh, but other than that, I have no other thoughts. I you didn't want to talk about your, uh, your Yankees won't. conspiracy theory? <sighs> it's baseball. Nobody cares. <coughs> I'll put it this way. The um, Well, man, I was about to call them the Do, I do you want the music? Do I still have What's the music? What's their name? The Guardians. They have, what, the 28th ranked budget? Um, in the M- in um in MLB and the Yankees were like ranked second or third, and you had the Guardians potentially eliminating them in the playoffs. So you, I mean, come on, now. you already knew what time it was. The fix was in. All right, the fix was in. The MLB did the job because it was like, yeah, we can't let this happen. We can't have the cheapest one of the cheapest teams in the MLB beat you know called in the extender. Huh? Yeah, to you know to beat you know. Did the, Angel uh, Hernandez work any of those games? Because I think if he did, then it might add credence to your argument. No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, I didn't. Um, I didn't. I didn't watch. Mo- I watched maybe like half of the Sorry. game. Oh, wow. Um, but I, I did see the Astros put it on them. Ooh, yeah. Astros gave it to them. Uh, but no, I'm not gonna do the conspiracy theory thing. Okay. They they know what they did. They okay. know what they did. Um, but uh, I guess I won't. You probably won't hear from me on next Monday's pod. Um, unless I like record something and give some little audio, cause you know I'm gonna be uh, on site. Oh, you tailgating? Uh, no. Nah, well, I mean, I'll I know your dad might. I meant you. Well, no, but um, I mean, I thought y'all were still gonna record at the regular time. Oh, that was not my understanding. Okay. What? What? What regular time? I thought we were trying to record. Uh, who cares? We'll have this conversation off off the pod. Um. Okay. Cool. Khalil. Um. For me personally, I just would like to give. A quick little shout out to Marcus and Bo for joining us. Uh, it was a fantastic conversation that I enjoyed greatly. I, I, I hope you guys, the listeners, did as well. Um, what else? Do I have anything else I want to get off my chest today? Um, I'm glad the NBA is back, man. I know we're sitting here watching uh, Saints, Cardinals, and so far it's a half-decent game, but, you know, I don't have to watch this garbage football if I don't want to anymore. You have options. TNT Thursday is back. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled for that. Um, other than that, Robert? All right. So we do have, um, before I give my final thoughts, Clayton did call in to give his final thoughts. So I thought it would only be right that we, you know, we let him you know, speak his piece. So Clayton, take it away. Hey guys, me back again. How are you guys doing? Had a great pod? That's great. Listen, the MLB playoffs are a complete shit show right now. All right? I have grown men, grown men on my Twitter feed from the opposing teams talking about the playoff format being shitty for the better teams in baseball. Was it shitty for the Astros and the fucking Yankees who are both the number one seeds in the fucking AL? Khalil would have a conspiracy theory about that, but I'll move on. Oh, I'm talking I, I about the fucking the NL, where the two wildcard teams made it to the NLCS. Yet I have on my feed the Braves, the Dodgers, the Mets, and the Cardinals talking shit about the playoff format. How is that possible? 
Dodgers a week off. Is it my fault that your fucking manager didn't do a live scrimmage? No, that's on your shitty fucking manager. I don't know what to fucking tell you. You're rusty. But guess what? They gave you fucking home field advantage. Oh, and don't even get me started on the fucking Metropolitans. Don't even. I'm about to fucking black out. Don't even get me started on the fucking Mets. Whose fault is it that you blew a 17-game lead in fucking September? Trumpet guy. You had three straight games at home, and you lost all of them. You and fucking the Danny Burgers of them all. <laughs> the playoff format is fine. Sorry, your team sucks. Willie Wonka once said, you lose, you get nothing. And that's exactly what the oh, fucking Willy idiots Wonka. get. Am I going to fucking cry, bitch, and complain? When the Phillies get their ass blown out because for fucking sir swing and miss a lot, Nicholas Castellanos doesn't know the difference between a slider and a fastball? No, I'm not. Because we shouldn't even be here. I'm just happy that we are. Stop fucking complaining about playoff formats when your team is ass. <laughs> All right. And so that was from Clayton. Um, I don't have any other final thoughts besides that. Um, I would just like to say... This has been the latest and greatest episode from the Tribe Talk Podcast. What, you have something to say, Kula? You have something to say. Just say it. Should I do it? Go Should ahead. Do it? Are oh, you going to do it for him? Oh, yeah. This has been the October 21st. <laughs> and the Georgia Bulldogs are still your... Oh, God, I'm about to fuck it up again. National champions. There you go. That's all you I think he'd do this for you if you own one? I don't think so. Probably not, but, you know. Wow. Better than me. All right, so this has been the latest and greatest episode from the Tribe Talk Podcast. We will see y'all on Monday. Make sure you follow our podcast at Scorekeepers Pod. We will have the poll there. We'll see y'all in a few days. We out. You niggas so so like seamstress. No more or more. I refuse to force you. Maybe I like the fortitude to try to court you. Try to court you. Of course they all hate. Early adapters agree they all late. This has been another five-star production.